Well, hello, everybody. Great to connect with you again today. Hey, just a couple of thoughts I, I wanted to throw out. It's, uh, it's amazing. Today is May 3rd. It's the first Sunday in May. And uh, typically for our church, the first Sunday in May is Endeavor Sunday. It's when uh, we are reminded of all the things that our Endeavor partners have done to help us move forward in so many incredible ways in community outreach and facilities and equipment and missions and just uh, helps us really move forward. And I want to say thank you to all of our Endeavor partners. Uh, normally in our churches. Uh, whole year schedule today would have been the big Endeavor spring offering. And uh, we've not pushed hard on that because it just felt like it was out of touch with what was really going on. But uh, I want you to know the church is still moving forward. Uh, we are still reaching. God still has plans. We're going to come out of this stronger than ever. And if you're a part of our church family, I want to encourage you uh, to bring a Endeavor offering and just get online and throw that in there. Uh, sew it into the advancement of the kingdom of God. It, we are going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep believing God, and let's sow into it together. Maybe you're not even part of our church family, but you've been watching this for a while, and you say, I, I want to help. I want to be a part. I don't want to just receive, but I also want to contribute as well. So I encourage you guys to dive in. Come on, let's do this. Let's just, let's just do something big for the glory of God. And then I also want to really point out to our mega worship online that is happening this Wednesday, 7 o'clock. Our team has done something incredible that I am so looking forward to all of us experiencing. You know, crisis can either shut you down or make you pivot towards innovation. And our team has been working on mega worship. It's one of our favorite things we do around our church to worship God, to pray together, to receive communion. It's always just a, a Holy Spirit-filled moment for all of us. And our team has been putting together a lot of innovation and in what's going to happen this Wednesday. So you want to make sure, get your communion elements ready, get yourself ready, and let's gather together for Mega Worship Online this Wednesday. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I've been talking about the things which make for peace. And I want to continue those thoughts today uh, as we keep journeying through this season of possibly uncertain footing, we can still have a peace that passes understanding. And uh, I've been building out of Philippians chapter 4. Uh, I'm not going to read all that today, but uh, some of the things that we've been talking about, things that make for peace, uh, is number one, make the choice to rejoice. Uh, it is a choice. Uh, you may not feel like you're having a joyful time right now, but you can choose to be a joyful person. Uh, the second idea, thing that makes for peace, is to learn to run your life from your prayer closet. 
That's what Philippians 4 tells us, that, that don't worry, don't be anxious about anything. Bring all your uh, issues and burdens to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, will guard like a sentry uh, over your heart and your mind. And so you're going to find things in your prayer closet you will never find anywhere else. So I just encourage you, uh, whether it's a time you set aside in the morning, in the evening, but just make sure that you live in, even in that spirit of prayer. Uh, the third idea that we've talked about that makes for peace is to practice the power of the yield. Let your forbearing spirit be known to all. The fourth idea that we talked about is this, to go positive with your mindset. Philippians 4 tells us to set our minds on things that are honorable, of good repute, of excellence, of worthy of praise to God. And I always love to think about this idea that you're never going to live a positive or a peaceful life with a negative mindset. So don't stay loyal to a way of thinking that's not working for you, that's not moving you forward and not, not getting you where you want to go. Today, I want to shift gears a little bit, and I want to talk about this idea of tune in to your spirit. Tune in to your spirit. And I want us to read uh, Romans 8, verse 5 and 6 together to get started. It says, those who are according to the flesh or, or the natural, those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For the mind set on the flesh is death, but the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. I like this. The mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. This word life is uh, the Greek word zoe. There's another Greek word for life, bios, and bios is just the biological function of life. Just You would look at it as the survival in life. Just your heart's beating, your lungs are breathing, you're surviving biologically, biological life. It, it lives within all of us. But this kind of life, the zoe kind of life, that's the abundant God kind of life. That's, the, that's a quality of life. It's, it's eternal life, but it's also a quality of life. The mindset on the spirit is full of zoe. Uh, when you live out of your spirit, you're, you're living in this zoe kind of life. It's life and peace, zoe and peace. And I want to keep reminding us that peace is not just this kind of tranquility that happens when everything calms down. No, the, the word for peace really is, uh, could be translated uh, strong welfare, or the, it literally could be translated prosperity. Now, don't just go to finances when we talk about prosperity, but you got to have a prosperous soul. Uh, a peace is when there's so much resource within your soul that you are able to withstand any pressure that comes against you. A spirit mind set produces life and peace. Not a lack of conflict, but an abundance of resource 
that allows us to handle every conflict. And the idea that I want you to get today is this. When you're living out of your spirit, not out of your head, not out of your natural, but when you're living out of your, your spirit, with your spirit as the center of uh, the way you think and the way you act and the way you choose and the way you feel, when your spirit is at the center of things for your life, then you become full of Zoe life. You become full of peace, welfare, prosperity, shalom. The bill is paid. Your mindset, my mindset, that's the way my mind is set. It's the thoughts that I hold in my mind. It's, it's the way we think about things. It's the pattern of thinking that we have. And so the Bible is encouraging us in, in Romans 8, 5, and 6 that we should set our mind on our spirit, that we should tune in to our spirit, to the person of the Holy Spirit, to the spiritual realm, realize that there's another realm above and beyond this natural realm. There's another realm. There's things your spirit knows that your head has not caught up with yet. And you want to make sure that your spirit is the dominant part of you. You want to live out of your spirit. You want to set your mind on your spirit. You want to set your mind on the person of the Holy Spirit. You want to recognize that, that there are principalities and powers and a, and a warfare in a spiritual realm, but there's also blessing from heaven that's in this spiritual realm. Live spirit-centered. Now, don't get weird about it. But understand that every human being has a spirit that is beyond just their, their natural capacity. My spirit, it's the part of me that connects with God. It's, it's the part of me that can literally hear in a different way than the natural ear can hear the word of God. As I read my Bible, as I listen to a message, as I talk to a faith-filled friend, and that my spirit can transcend my circumstances. My spirit can transcend my feelings. My, my spirit can lift me, and when I live out of what God is saying to my spirit, you start to walk in life. You start to walk in peace. You know, this idea of walking in life or death is a choice that we make. This idea to walk after the Spirit, to tune in to your Spirit, that's something you choose to do. It's a mindset you choose to have. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19 says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death the blessing and the curse. So here's our options, life or death, blessing or curse. So choose life, choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants. <clears throat> One of the first steps that all of us have to take if we're gonna succeed in life is we gotta take responsibility for our own life. Responsibility for our own spirit. My spirit 
is my responsibility. <laughs> Nobody else can do this for me. My attitude, my crankiness, <laughs> my, my moodiness, that's, that's, that's my responsibility to deal with. My outlook, my happiness, my strength. It, it, these are things that we choose. I can choose life, choose death. Choose blessing, choose curse. You choose. I choose life. I want you to as well. I choose blessing. I want you to as well. The thing we got to realize is that things are not going to change enough out there for us to walk in life and peace. Life and peace is an inside job. It, ha it has to come from within. When we choose to live by the Spirit, when we choose to tune in to our Spirit, to the Holy Spirit, and understand that this is not just uh, a life that is emotion-led. Emotions are not bad things, but they're, they're, a, they're a terrible master for any of us. And when you can live life by the Spirit, sure, there are times that will touch your emotions, but it all starts as a choice uh, uh, to walk by the Spirit. It's just a simple idea. If you're going to walk by the Spirit, I set my mind on my spirit. I'm listening to my spirit. Now I'm pointing in me like with, I don't know if my spirit's located here or here or some, there's some translations even say it's your, it's your belly. But, but the fruit that of life that is going to be a life full of zoe, a life full of the God kind of peace is coming out of your spirit. It's coming out of the treasure that's within you. I love this concept that Jesus teaches us in Matthew 12, verse 33. He says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for the tree is known by its fruit. When you look at a tree that has fruit on it, you know what kind of tree it is Be by the fruit that's being produced. My, my family in New Orleans had a couple of uh, grapefruit trees that just grew up on the side of the house. And because of the climate that's in New Orleans, when it became time for fruit to be born, there were hundreds, maybe thousands of beautiful, tasty grapefruits that came off that tree. You know how we knew it was a grapefruit tree? because it had grapefruits on it. The life of grapefruit was in the tree. And the Bible says that, that the, the tree is good and the tree is known by the fruit that it bears. Matthew 12, verse 35 says, the good man out of the good, out of the good treasure of his heart brings out of his good treasure what's good, and the evil man brings out of his evil treasure what's evil. So in other words, whatever is in, peace is within, life is within. Whatever is in comes out. If you have a glass of water and you knock it over, you know what comes out of the glass? Water, because that's what's within. <laughs> if you had a glass of apple juice and you knocked it over, you know what come out? Apple juice, because apple juice is what is within. 
Peace is an inside job. Peace is not going to come from your natural head trying to figure it out. And once you get it all figured out, then you'll be at peace. No, peace is not even going to come from our attempts to control things or to try to get things under control. You are not, and nor will you ever be, in control of everything that goes on in life. And if you're waiting to get in control to have peace, you're never going to find peace there. You can create order in your life, and that might help you find a little bit of peace, but ultimately, none of us has the ability to control all of life. This, this uh, new season that we're in right now has certainly shown us that, but peace doesn't come from trying to control. Peace comes when you know who is in control. So my simple thought for us today is this. To be spiritually minded, to walk in life in peace, set your mind on your spirit. Focus on your spirit. Focus on the person of the Holy Spirit. Focus on the spirit realm. Galatians 6, verse 7 and 8, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh, his own natural, will from the flesh reap corruption. That's death. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. That's that Zoe kind of life. So we all have this option. We can sow to our spirit, or we can sow to our flesh. And if you want to live the abundant life that Jesus wants to give to us, then we've got to understand that we've got to sow to our spirit. The, the law of sowing and reaping is such a powerful law. And the issue is it works for us negatively sometimes, but it can work for us positively if we will get it. What you sow today literally creates tomorrow. You have the ability to create a better tomorrow by the seeds that you sow today. So if you sow good seed, then you're going to reap a good harvest. But if you sow bad seed, you're going to reap a bad harvest. And the Bible is telling us here, if you sow to your flesh, then you're going to reap corruption. If you sow to your spirit, you're going to reap zoe, abundant life. Think about it. Everything I watch, everything I listen to, everything I expose myself to, every action I take, every action I don't take, every place I go, every place I don't go, all of that is either sowing to my flesh or sowing to my spirit. So my encouragement to us all today is this. Come on, man. Sow prayer into your life. Sow time 
in the word into your life. So worship into your life. So church into your life. Come on. So the right kind of friends in your world into your life. So kind words. So words of faith and encouragement. So those kind of things, and you sow to your spirit, sow to the spirit, and you reap life. But hey, listen, if we sow gossip, we reap corruption. If we sow complaining, if we, if we sow holding on so tight and trying to control, if we sow worry, if we sow negativity, if we sow feeding the wrong part of our soul, and I'm not, I don't want us to ever get legalistic about this, but I want us to get realistic about this idea that whatever you sow, you reap. If you sow to your spirit, you're going to reap life and peace. <laughs> if you sow to your flesh, you're going to reap corruption. You're going to reap death. I think it's interesting, this word. It says, don't be deceived about this whole idea. God is not mocked. The law of God, the principle of God is not mocked. This word deceived literally means to, to cause to wander, to wander. And I think what happens is because there's always a season between the sowing and the reaping, we can, we can wander a little bit. There's a, that when I sow negative, nothing happens. In other words, you smoke the first cigarette and you don't get cancer from that. So you go, it's not really hurting me, but you keep smoking for a lifetime and you are going to destroy your health. Sowing the, the, the sowing to the negative, sowing to the flesh doesn't always reap its fruit immediately, nor does sowing to your spirit. You might have a prayer time. You might have a time in the word. You might have a worship time. You might have a, I'm going to not say this, or I am going to say that kind of thing. And sometimes it seems like it won't matter. But if you'll feed your spirit, and starve your flesh, the big dog will win. The one you have fed the most will win. I want to read a passage of Scripture. It's kind of lengthy, but it's so good. Uh, it's Galatians chapter 5 out of the message. And it starts in verse 16. It says, My counsel is this. Live freely, animated and motivated by God's Spirit, come on. Then you won't feed the compulsions of selfishness. For there is a root of sinful self-interest in us that's at odds with a free spirit, just as the free spirit is incompatible with selfishness. These two ways of life are antithetical, so that you cannot live at times one way and at times another way according to how you feel on any given day. Verse 18, why don't you choose? Everybody say choose. Why don't you choose to be led by the Spirit and so escape the erratic compulsions of a law-dominated existence? It's obvious what kind of life develops out of trying to get your own way all the time. Repetitive, loveless, cheap sex, 
A stinking accumulation of mental and emotional garbage, frenzied and joyful grabs for happiness, trinket gods, magic show religion, paranoid loneliness, cutthroat competition, all-consuming yet never satisfied wants, a brutal temper, an impotence to love or be loved, divided homes, divided lives, small-minded and lopsided pursuits. <laughs> In other words, you're too hung up on all the conspiracy theories that are going around. The vicious habit of depersonalizing everyone into a rival. Uncontrolled and uncontrollable addictions. Ugly parodies of community. I could go on. This isn't the first time I've warned you, you know. If you use your freedom that way, you'll not inherit God's kingdom. But what happens when we live God's way? In other words, choose to live tuned into our spirit. Choose to live by the spirit. Fruit appears as in an orchard. Things like affection for others, exuberance about life, serenity. We develop a willingness to stick with things, a sense of compassion in our heart, a conviction that a basic Holiness permeates things and people. We find ourselves involved in loyal commitments. I love this. Not needing to force our way in life. Able to marshal and direct our energies wisely. Legalism is helpless in bringing this about. It only gets in the way. Among those who belong to Christ, everything connected with getting our own way and mindlessly responding to what everyone else calls necessities is killed off for good, crucified. Now listen to this. Since this is the kind of life we have chosen, the life of the Spirit, let's make sure that we don't just hold it as an idea in our heads or a sentiment in our hearts, but work out its implications in every detail of our lives. That means we will not compare ourselves with each other as if one of us were better or another was worse. We have far more interesting things to do with our lives. Each of us is an original. <laughs> if you haven't gotten your Bible reading in today, you just got it in right there. But I love that passage because it describes for us the kind of life that God has for us. He wants us to live freely. He wants us to have a, a free spirit. He wants us to live animated and vibrant. A God-helped, not just a, I'm trying to slug it out on my own, but a God-helped kind of life. A relationally healthy, a liberated life. There are things that we have to learn how to say yes and no to. But if we could get clear on this idea, I'm going to center in on my spirit. I'm going to depend on the Holy Spirit to live the kind of life that God has called me to live. One last verse, and then a couple thoughts, and I want to pray. 
John 6, 63, it's the Spirit who gives Zoe life. The flesh, the natural, profits nothing. The words that I've spoken to you are spirit, and they are life. God's Word is in spirit language, if you will. I've had the opportunity to travel to 28 different nations to preach the gospel, to train leaders, to help churches. And, you know, every time I hear a language that at first it makes no sense to me whatsoever. And if we're not understanding that the Word of God is beyond head knowledge, it, it speaks to our spiritual ears. There, there's, there's, a, there's a spirit-centered logic to life, if you will. That to live by your spirit is not illogical, but to live by your spirit, there is a, a, it makes all the sense in the world to me that God is faithful, that the season we're in right now does not deter his plans for a hope and a future for all of us. It, it makes all the sense in the world to me that God entering into our space, if we'll allow him in, will make a difference. <laughs> that, that he can always turn bad things into using them for good things in our life. And so today, I, I just want to encourage you to tune in to your spirit. That's where you're going to find life. That's where you're going to find peace. You know, I think when you live in the natural, you get suspicious of so many things. You start looking for the negative. You start getting argumentative. You start losing your patience. You get cynical. You get angry about life. You get worried. But spirit-centered living, come on, it makes you hopeful. It makes you expectant. It makes you optimistic. Uh, it, it, it causes you to look for answers. It causes you to be solution-minded because you know God, we don't just sing a song, He's the way maker. He is the way maker. He always makes a way. Peace is not a product of your head. Peace is a spiritual commodity. Zoe God kind of abundant life is a spiritual commodity and it can be yours. I want to pray with you today. Maybe you are not in a good place in your relationship with God. Maybe you've never surrendered to the Lordship, to the love of Jesus. Maybe you have fallen away or even moved away on purpose or drifted away from your relationship with God, but you know you're not where you want to be, where you could be, where you should be and you know it's time for you to come home. Or maybe you don't feel confident about where you stand in your relationship with God. I want to pray with you today. I want everybody that's watching this, listening to this, let's just bow our heads and close our eyes for a moment and pray these words after me, if you would. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I want you in my world as my Lord. I know I've sinned, so I come to the cross where you have paid the price for my forgiveness. 
I receive a fresh start, a new beginning today. Help me become the person you created me to be. Amen. Hey, we wish for you, we believe for you, life and peace. Check out this last thought for today. 